Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Roth. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanit. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Tuesday. Uh, we were not here yesterday, so we're doing kind of a Monday broadcast. Weekend recap. Uh, it is me, Isaac Souk, right over there. Right here. Yep. And uh, there's Buck. He's got his Niners gear on today. He's excited. Hello. Yes, I am. About his Niners. He sounds very excited. He sounds like Tony Dungy over there. Is that what Tony Dungy sounds like? No. Tony Dungy oh. and Al Michaels getting a little flat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Tony Dungy. Look, I, we'll he's get a, into this he's later. He's a human volume. We were- <laughs> More like coma Dungy, am I right? <laughs> so we went, um, well, that threw me off. <laughs> It was so bad. Um, so Al Michaels <laughs> waka, waka, waka. doesn't he normally do do Thursday night football on Amazon with Kirk Herbstreit, right? Yeah. So this week they put him on the Jags Chargers game, and he had a new uh, color guy for this game, and it was uh, Quiet Strength of Tony Dungy. Yeah. And boy, maybe, maybe we could have a little louder strength. Tony Dungy is just bad. Yes. Like he is really bad at. I don't know why he was in there. Because he's there for the quiet strength. I mean, duh. I mean, surely there's better, but for some reason they put him in there, and he was really awful. But then I was surprised. I always, I've always liked Al Michaels, but I was surprised that all the heat coming at Al Michaels and and Dungy, but Dungy's not the regular guy. Al Michaels is the regular guy. There is a lot of heat on Al Michaels and from Al, that game. And Al Michaels, I guess, is telling everyone to like get bent. Like he's a little upset yeah, he about it. Yeah, he doesn't care. He think he called it all like internet trolling or something. Yeah, I think a bunch of people said, uh, "Boy, it was a hell of a thing watching Al Michaels retire on air." Just like you know, talking about <laughs> well, they were talking about in. the lack of energy. Like, yes. those, but Al has never been like the overly excited. Type. No, but he's also responsible for. Do you believe in miracles? So yeah. he can get a little hype, but when you're sitting next to the human volume, it probably is. 
and it didn't it didn't help that they kept showing like the the Mike Tarico was on the call of the Sam Hubbard return, which was as banana of a, of a play as you'll see in the NFL. And so people kept showing Tarico's call next to anything that happened in the with oh. Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. Can you was, pull that for us, uh, Buckster? You, I'd, you I'd can, like to hear that. You can find him. There's a bunch because Tarico Tarico was great, and Joe Buck's really good. I think. Yeah, he was very very enthusiastic. Joe Buck's the one. Remember when Daniel Jones tripped on the yeah. long and he traps. <laughs> I mean that's you know basic but good like energy right? We just needed. We, Al just had no, no had pizzazz to his. Well, call. again, I don't blame him. If I had to get stuck with the wet blanket that is Tony Dungy, but dude, Dungy is like it's awful. Oh my god, he's like Captain Obvious. I never understood. He has nothing, nothing. But I don't get why people even like him on the third, like the not Thursday night, but the um, the football night in America. Oh, I don't think he's on there anymore. Is he? Uh, is he not on there? That they, little 20-minute show that they do or yeah, whatever. They, they, yeah, they I don't know Jason, if he's anymore. No, it's Jason Garrett and uh, they, they, well, Phil they, Sims' kid. They, he, was, he was a stable there for a long time, He was though. there for a long time. So was and, Rodney. They, and they, they got rid of both He of just... I thought. They they would, yeah. And, Rodney's on no, the No, Rodney's on there with, yeah, with the, the other Collinsworth. Yeah, who's and, worthless, too. Oh, way. gosh. But they'd go to Tony Dungy, and he just always has that weird, awkward smile, and then he says something quietly under his breath that makes no sense. Well, it, it's just very basic. Like yes. He never goes out on a limb about anything. It's just very... Yeah, he doesn't add anything. I, I was shockingly um, disgusted with the Tony Dungy broadcast. <laughs> but not so much the Al Michaels side, but now that... You know, we're going to hear it, so Buck will pull it and we'll hear it. But now that you mention it, I do... He's certainly not the highest energy guy. No, but a lot of old guys that are, you know, they're kind of like that. They're no, that's their bit. I've never understood the Tony Dungy thing, but you know, people love him, and again, he has a quiet. Well, I'm strength. talking about Al Michaels. Wow, I, I'm not going to criticize Al Michaels. He's one of the best to ever do it. All right. Uh, do we have a club tonight? We do. We do. Let's see what we got here. Oh, Madonna news. And yeah, Tony Dungy's still on there. Is he? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, it says right here. Right where? Well, I, I looked up. Are you reading the text line? Because they no, don't know anything. I'm looking it up right here. He's from 2009 to present. I mean, they got a bunch of he's people on there. They got oh, a bunch I think of he's on, on pregame. Yeah. yeah, he still does the, the pregame. Yeah, like, you know, before, once the, the afternoon games end, you have that weird little window there leading into the yeah, Sunday night you're right. game. Yeah, you're right. And I you're think right. that's the, don't yeah. they call that football night in America. But I thought that was Jason Garrett and Chris Sims and with uh, the hosts, lady. They have a bunch of people on there. Yeah, I think they toss it around to different little groups Do with, you yeah, because Maria Flor- Taylor yeah, and them. Florio's on there and Collinsworth and. And, and you're right about Sims, yeah. Yeah, so they toss that around. And the robot that is Jason Garrett? Yes. And Tony Dungy. Who's who, worse, Dungy or Garrett? Dungy. Have you watched Jason Garrett? Have you seen the... Again, he's the human Valium. At yes. least Dungy's like human. Mm. Is he? Yeah. I don't know You haven't that. watched Garrett, dude. That guy's a robot. Mm. He's not human. I don't know that either of them are human. Who'd win in a fight? <laughs> the robot. <laughs> I bum, bum, bum. Tony Dungy's like 70, isn't he? True. But he's probably... He's one of those guys that's in shape. He like does a Jack Lane And he's got Christ thing. on his side. That is true. Tony you, is 67. I'll bet you Garrett does, too. I'll bet you Garrett loves Jesus. He looks like someone that uh, that is on board. All right. Well, anyway. Garrett, 56. Could you get away with murder? That's in the club. Uh, we've got more hot. The answer to that is no. Wild card weekend waffles coming up here. But uh, right now, the hot 5 at 5. Sports. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the hot 5 at 5. 
That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number 5. The Arizona Cardinals have a new GM. Uh, it's a guy by the name of Monty Ossenfort. Yes. Comes from Tennessee via New England. Yeah, he, he was with the New England front office. They won four rings with him. Clearly, Monty's uh, fing- fingerprints, hands. <laughs> I don't know. All Something? over those rings. I listened to some of his press conference today, and uh, he wanted to know every reporter by name, and uh, and was very doing the uh, very nice to meet you. And he was all about synergy. From everything was about like getting on the same page from the cook. To the guy taping ankles, to everybody. Well, I did read a quote from him. He said, ego will not be tolerated, which I thought was a weird Well, yeah, especially considering the fact that you you have Kyler Murray, and then he talked about, like, dedication and, like, all that. And I was like, yeah, Kyler Murray. Uh, The Titans, so he was most recently the Titans director of player personnel. The Titans now have a new GM, and he comes from the Niners. They hired a man by the name of Ran uh, Carthon today. He's 41 and worked under John Lynch. I did not see his press conference. Sorry. I can only handle only so many sport or like press conferences Number for four. sports a day. Surprised you watch Monty's. <laughs> it was on in the background. NFL Network. All right, uh, Oregon getting two safeties back next season. Jamal Hill and Steve Stevens. They're back. Yeah, not a, well. Let's. I do enjoy now in today's world of college football where announcements happen that guys are coming back when it was it wasn't exactly like the NFL is beating down doors. It's it's one thing like if like if CJ Stroud decides to come back, that's kind of a bigger deal, but I do enjoy that we now have to make announcements that when you're coming back when no one thought you were leaving in the first place. Well, are they saying maybe they were not going to go they're not going to transfer? Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe now it's just that if you don't play a major <laughs> a major role and aren't a prospect, people just think you're going to bounce. Yes. I don't know. Welcome back. I will not be transferring. <laughs> I will be here. Uh, the Oregon State running backs coach is gone. A.J. Stewart, I don't know if you care about that. He went to Baylor. Yeah, and then I, I saw that uh, Tristan Jebbia transferred to Ohio State. Wait, what? Yeah, which... That's a weird spot for I, him. Are you serious? 100%. Number three. I didn't... Un- I believe me. Does he want to go into coaching or something? I was a little shocked by that, too. But I that wasn't... He was he made the decision to go to Ohio State. I don't know if that's on scholarship or if he just... Well, watch him go there and, like, light it up. He, he goes there and wins the job. I mean, it is an open competition, I guess. What do you want to bet he never takes yeah. a snap there? Well, yeah. A thousand percent. You might be right. Maybe the coaching thing. They've got a they've got a five star Kai, a four star that were both top ten, and they got an early enrollee who was a five star that he's competing against. By the way, the Pac twelve football schedules for this upcoming season will be out tomorrow morning. Yes. <clears throat> so we'll be on with a special show to cover it all day. Well, wouldn't that just be dirt and sprague? Oh. There you go. Well, tune no, in. it's at ten AM. Oh. Well tune in to Colin. I'm sure he'll talk about USC schedule and no one else's. Uh, in between episodes of The Vampire Diaries and Gilmore Girls, the CW will be showing Live Golf. Wow. The announcement coming soon. Live Golf has a TV deal. Uh, the CW is in over 200 U.S. markets. Uh, they start in late February in now, Mexico. Do we know if they're giving money to Live or is Live giving money to CW? Oh, I can't imagine CW is paying for that. Otherwise, why would they do it? I, I'm guessing they are paying 
or they're getting paid to carry the game. Yeah, because Live Golf was making the match. Live Golf was trying to make a big deal about getting a TV partner, and then it I mean, turned the out it turned out that Live Golf was the one having to pay to be on. Yeah, yeah I don't think Live Golf's going to get a U.S. TV deal unless they pay for yeah. it. So the CW is like, yeah, we'll take your money. <laughs> sure, why not? I do enjoy we need programming. I, I do enjoy in between Vampire Diaries and the reruns <laughs> of the Gilmore Girls. Uh, the Charger. Oh, wait, no, I can't talk about that here. I have to talk about your Blazers. Blazers are not worthy of the number one spot in the no. Hot Five at Five. Hey, hey, they are two, not two big wins. Yeah, sure. They beat Dallas twice, right? Yeah, thumped them. The uh, the Zers are in Denver tonight. Uh, the Nuggets, 19-3 and three at home. They are tied with Memphis atop the West. Blazers do have Nasir Little and Gary Payton back out there. And uh, Damian Lillard's been hot. Uh, he scored 50, 36, and 40 over his last three games. Yeah, he's killing it. Um, but, yeah, look, the same. They, they were in desperate need of a win. Killing it all the way to a 20-22 and 22 record. I don't think they're there yet. Number one. No, I think they're 20-22, and 22, aren't they? Number one. Am I wrong about that? Number one. Because they've won two in a row. We'll have to look there. I'm looking. Yeah, 21 and 22. There you go. Dude, they win tonight. You're They're sh- five, honey. You were shorting them by a win. Yeah, man. They're 10th in the West. How dare you? How about that? It's exciting, right? It's like get your sports pants tight. Blazers 10th in the West again. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Chargers have not fired Brandon Staley. Uh, instead, today they turfed their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and pass game coordinator, Shane Day. Well, when you blow a twenty-seven to nothing lead and uh, you get five turnovers and you can't win, someone has to be fired. And you know the cheap-ass charges aren't going to pay uh, the buyout. So here you go. Browns hire a new defensive coordinator. It'll be uh, former Lions head coach Jim Schwartz. Hey, uh, Schwartz. He leaves the Titans where he was a senior assistant. Schwartz is a good. That's a good, good hire. He's, he's a good coach. Remember and, when he got in a fight with John uh, Jim Harbaugh? Handshake Gates slapped him on the back. <laughs> And big news out of Detroit today: Ben Johnson is staying with the Lions, their offensive coordinator. So that means he was not given a head coaching job, probably. But that's a nice get for Detroit, getting him back. There's your hot five at five. Let's get back into the wild card weekend waffles. Uh, what else do we have to cover here? Um, we got to get to Daniel Jones. All the Daniel Jones haters. That's in my notes. That was about as good a game as you could play if you're Daniel Jones. And Dallas, Tampa. I mean, that was, you know, Dak balling out. Yeah. I felt, I've, I'm happy for Dak for all the crap he was getting. Oh, man. Uh, and now, he, he was awesome. if they lose to the Niners, people go back to burying him. But again, just a, a stellar performance. Uh, it is 5.15 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right wildcard weekend some waffles here we have uh i mean it's just been a all-day affair we have more to discuss from the weekend that was now I've got one other thing about the two things about the Jags Chargers, and then we're going to put that game to bed because that took a lot of our early show time. Oh yeah, twenty twenty seven nothing and blowing it. I mean that's blowing you, it. You just don't see you don't see much of that. Don't see a lot of blowing it. Well, what five turnovers? It had never happened before in a playoff game. Certainly, I don't. Where a team had had <laughs> a team had had five turnovers and won. The Jags last five home games, they have trailed by double digits in all five of them. And they have won all five of them. Uh, comeback total of eighty points. See, and and they're unbelievable. They are, but at the same time, that's not like there. There's a lot of dumb luck that goes into that. You're very fortunate. That's not sustainable. But it, still, not. you got to give them credit. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that there are two that come to mind that just find new and creative ways to screw it up. Uh, obviously, the Chargers, as we spoke about earlier, but the the Vikings too. Like yeah. they are really otherworldly at it. They're elite. And the Jags are kind of the opposite. It's like they they just it doesn't matter what's going on, they just somehow find a way. It's really weird. Yeah. But again, those things those things always regress back to the back to the middle. And and in Jacksonville, you just can't keep playing like this. See the Kansas City well, Chiefs. Well, but earlier in the year, they were one and six or two and six. Yeah. So yeah. You know, maybe it is it's it is reversing. It's just reversing in the positive. I way. just go back. The Chargers had about twelve different opportunities in the second half to just do one thing right and yeah, put that but game they're away. The Chargers. And... They're they're elite at being chargery. <laughs> it's really un- unbelievable. The other thing was Trevor Lawrence. Uh, first of all, uh, you mocked this stat last week, mm-hmm. but let's not mock it anymore. The man <laughs> yeah. cannot lose yeah. on a Saturday. Still, he cannot lose. He's still, Saturday He'll champion. Throw four picks and not lose. The on king a of Saturdays. They're not playing on Saturday against the Chiefs, right? 
It is they Saturday. They are playing yeah, on Saturday. Saturday. It is Saturday. Lock, lock, Jaguars by a million. At least take the yeah. eight and a half. Uh, and then did you see where Lawrence ended up after the game, where he went? No. I, I did. did. I did not. Where did Trevor Lawrence the go? The Waffle House, of he course. Went to the Waffle House. Well, that may, that is very Jacksonville-y. Yeah. I'm guessing that that's like when Greg Oden said his favorite restaurant is Applebee's. You talk about this. When you're from certain areas, i.e. Jacksonville, where else are you going to go? Well, the Waffle Houses are everywhere down there. They are. I mean, Wa- like everywhere. Waffle Houses, and I'm not kidding. If you go down south, they're like Starbucks in that you will have competing Waffle Houses across the street from one another. Yeah. And they're no, popping. And they're popping. You go to like go to Waffle House well, two in the afternoon. Mm, go to Waffle House two in the morning. Everyone's there. Yeah, and I I've seen that what you're talking about, and it is funny because in your head you're like, well, there's a Waffle House. Oh, there's, there's one way closer, like by a block. Yes. So I'll be going to that one. <laughs> I mean, I can't go all the way over there. No, let's go two to this. blocks away. This one's only one. I have when I I have when I lived in Florida, I had the went to a Waffle House, walked in. And the line was ridiculous. And I was like, well, I'm not waiting for that. So I went to get in the car and drive. Literally one block later, found another Waffle House, got a table right away. And you just laugh. You're like, why would anyone wait at that Waffle House? It's a block away. It's a weird place for him to show up. But there were a bunch of videos of him walking in and everybody clapping for him. Loving it. He had some muscle. He had one of his linemen with him, too. Yeah. And some hots. He had some hots with him. I think, isn't he married? He is married. Yeah, yeah he's his, mar- I, one of them was probably his wife. Yeah, he married like his high school. He's one of those guys. He married like the high school sweetheart. Give it time. Once he wins a couple playoff games to pull a Russell Wilson, he'll upgrade. Find himself a nice pop star. So should we stand down on the Daniel Jones hate once and for all? Or I mean, he played pretty well. 25 of 35, 300 yards, ran for 78 more, Yeah, 17 carries. I mean, the Vikings defense sucks, but I could not. He uh, played well. I was fascinated by both of those teams who refused to do anything defensively. All game long, <laughs> both of those teams just sat back and were like, we bet you can't march down the field on us. And both teams just continually marched down the field on them. It was a hell of a thing. But Daniel Jones in that system with Dable and the fact that he's doing it with arguably the worst wide receiver room in the NFL it's it's really something, and and we you got into this at the beginning of the, of the of the of the show. How much credit do you give the quarterback versus how much credit do you give the you know the the, the coach and the play caller? Give Daniel Jones credit for not turning the ball over because his first four years in the league it it, it was an embarrassment. You you just he was the worst. He had more turnovers in the first three seasons than anyone, and it wasn't even close since he came into the league. He's cleaned up on that. They're using him way more with his legs. I think he's fifth in the NFL in rushing and uh, in quarterback rushes. He's way more athletic, and he's not bad throwing the ball. I don't think that Daniel Jones is like this uber franchise quarterback. I mean, I heard people like, "Oh, he's going to get paid," and you know, he's top flight. You know, thirty million. Stop it. Stop it. He he better realize that the reason why he's having the success is Brian Dable. But the fact that he's doing this and he's doing it with, you know, Isaiah Hodgins basically being his number one, who, by the way, go Beavs, he's turned into their best receiver. It's it's pretty amazing what, what they're doing because this is not a great football team, and yet here they are in the playoffs knocking off a, what, a 13-win a Minnesota team, 12-13-win Minnesota team, and now getting a crack at the number one seed Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, would you rather have the Giants roster or the Dolphins roster without Tua? Would you rather want to, like, which do you think would be easier to win a playoff game? It's now, interesting. Now, granted, not those those games weren't equal playing yeah. Buffalo and Minnesota, but 
I mean, what would you, which would you want? Because I would probably say Miami with their roster and no Tua, but the Giants just keep winning. Like Brian Dable, he's showing why coaching matters yes. so much, and he's he's excellent. Well, and it's it's weird too because you would think with the Giants, right, it would be like this this dominant defense, but it's it's not. It's it's not a dominant defense. Their pass defense is actually pretty bad, and you know they've got uh, you know Barkley who's who's having a nice you know kind of resurgent. Uh, sort of thing, but he only ran for 53 yards. And again, look at their receiver room. I, you know, Darius Slayton, who should be a three or four, who, by the way, almost cost them that game with that drop. You thought to yourself when he dropped that, you're like, oh boy. That was a big one. That was a big one. But they're they're doing it with Isaiah Hodgins and Slayton and what, like Richie James? I mean, if you put this receiving core on, let, let's say, like, uh, like who's, who's a bad team? Like, I'm uh, just like the Falcons or something, we'd all sit there and be like, well, it's no one's fault. Look who he's got. Look who he's got throwing the you know the ball to. Daniel Jones has every reason to be having a bad year, and it's not happening. And that game that he just put up, 300 yards with almost 80 yards rushing, that's a quarterback rating of 114. They were real solid. It's it's but, a hell of a thing. And the Eagles are a little different animal. Yes, but uh, well, in Minnesota, Minnesota doesn't rush. They, yeah, they just their defense sucks. I don't know what they were doing. I, <laughs> I I understand that you don't trust your back half to hold up, but there's no receivers that scare you. They're just picking you apart. Heat them up. Bring some pressure. You know who doesn't have to do that? Philadelphia, because they have a million sacks on the air. This will be a different. This will be a different beast that they're facing with Philadelphia as opposed to Minnesota. All right, uh, what else do we have here? But I, but I still felt oh. really good for, I, I that, that's one of those. If if we're giving the arm around you feel good award for what you've been through, I go Dak one, Daniel Jones two. Both of those guys deserve hey. a big attaboy and a slap on the back. NFC beast, baby. Yeah, three teams still left. Freaking good. Uh, so, um, yeah, Buck reminded me we have this audio. So we were talking about uh, the. Mike Tirico call of the 98-yard fumble return. Yeah, in Cincinnati, and then all the criticism headed or coming at Al Michaels <laughs> and Tony Dungy for their really boring uh, broadcast when it was really the game of the weekend. Yes. We didn't know it at the time, but my God, Chargers blowing a 27-point lead. You'd think that'd create some excitement, right? One would think. Well, here is what it sounded like at the end of the game with Al Michaels. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. There you go. That's that's it. That was about it. Yeah. You just completed one of the great comebacks in NFL playoff history, and you got eh, it's on the defense. And Tony Dungy nowhere to be found because he's just he's he, laying out. He is so bad. So here, then, is Tirico, who was on the call of the Ravens-Bengals, and, of course, a pretty big moment in that game, a 98-yard fumble return from the other goal line. Right around Hundley, he reaches, oh, that ball's out, that's live! Back the other way, Sam Hubbard! The Cincinnati kid! Hubbard's got a convoy! Chased by Andrews! At the 30, the 20, he will score! <laughs> Amazing. Yes, Amazing. night and day. Yeah. yeah. 
really good. Come on, by and the that's way. also not holstered either. No, the he will like yeah. some guys have stupid little bit lines that they're waiting to say. That's just all off yeah. the cuff. And by that's the way, stuff. that's a hundred percent a clip of how that wasn't called. Yes. It's beyond me. You talking about the block in the back? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't even close on Andrews. Yes. Andrews should have tracked him down. Like he. He I, had think it's, I think it's because the officials are so old they can't keep up with I think that's the, part of it. The sprint. That and I think the official was like, I'm not ruining this moment. Uh we'll just let him have it. Two things, a couple things on that play. One, I honestly, I have no idea how that's not a clip. It was right in front like anyone. <laughs> wasn't even close. Yeah. Hundred percent a clip. Two, so what would have happened if they called that? Does it come back to the uh, I think it's fifteen yards from the spot. Oh, from the spot. Okay. So So it could have maybe held him to a field goal. Yeah. Mark Andrews, unbelievable. That effort, that dude has a rocket booster up his keister. On the flip side of thing, Gus Edwards should be embarrassed. Did you see the— What a um, pathetic effort, who is the running back on the play, who basically just was like, oh, well, he's he's going to score. It's pathetic. You lauding Andrews, I'm glad you brought that up. I saw a stat. They did one of those next-gen things on him, and they said on that play, he ran faster than he ever has his entire career. Yes. Mm. 20.7 miles an hour trying to track him down. Sweet. That is—and to see that end, like, that's—I don't know how you blow that call. I really don't. That is as obvious, and no one around— He's the only Ravens defender, and he clearly gets shoved in the back, and you don't call that? That is some cowardly 7-9 BS officiating there. You have to throw the flag. Isn't it 8-9 and nine now since they play 17 games? Yeah, or do we say 7-10? and 10? I know. I still like the whole 7-9 and nine thing. Well, on the Huntley, on the sneak, that was 100% on Huntley. Yes. Um, and, they, and they, by the way, players... They pretty much threw him under the... The yeah. coaches threw him under the bus on that, too. Because I was texting, but I have a buddy who's a really big Ravens fan. He's from Baltimore. And he hates Greg Roman. And I was like, and he's their offensive coordinator. Yeah. I was like, man, first of all, watching them with Huntley, and Huntley is no Lamar Jackson. No. I liked their offense. I, I thought it was, you know, it's going to bog down in the red zone when you have a guy like Huntley at quarterback. But I'm like, dude, their problem is not Greg Roman. They need Lamar Jackson back. Yes. And then Huntley does that on the sneak, and he's like, freaking Roman, why would you call that? I'm like, dude, there is no way a coach would tell a player. No. To to try to uh you know throw the ball over the goal line from the from the one and a half yard line that is that is one hundred percent Huntley screwing that play up. It's not fourth down, right? It's not like oh my god, if I you know if you have uh, you have other downs. And by the way, with the new bush push rule into effect, that yeah. is it's almost a sure thing. It's like Barry Bonds peak steroid sure thing. It doesn't fail. It really doesn't. So the fact that you I don't have what down was that? Because again, it, it wasn't. It wasn't fourth down. The fact that you decided to go Drew Brees and go airborne on that, that is inexcusable. So stupid. Inexcusable. The other thing, too, is that J.K. Dobbins, to me, I don't know about you, he looks really good. Yeah, he only got the ball. He was ticked yeah. afterwards. He was pissed. He should have been. They never gave him the ball. Like, they get in the red zone and they ignore him. Yeah, he had only 13 carries. Well, he had the one red zone carry and it was a touchdown. Yeah, and he even said as much. He goes, I felt like if I was in the game, you know, I'd, I, I would have scored. Did Either you that see- or just... Push your quarterback. The other little nugget that came out of this, there was another little next-gen thing that basically said, well, the the chip in the ball says Huntley was only .6 yards away. I did see that. We've got a chip in the ball we're not using? Was that true, though? I don't know. Yeah, supposedly. But here's the thing about... Wait, there's a chip in the football? Apparently. Who knew this? I didn't. Why aren't we using it? But here's the... This is... You're going to get me down a rabbit hole. I hate hate the, the chip... Okay, so you're saying that there's there's the chip in the ball, but this is dumb. Yeah. So in that in that situation, that one may have actually made sense, but most of the time it's when your knee hits. 
So it's not like there's a chip in the ball and a chip in the knee pad, right? You can say, okay, it crossed here, but we can see that same thing on film. So this whole idea of a chip or a well, first that's, down thing. That's fair, but at the same time. But what time, about a guy who dives and his knee never touches and we're trying to figure yeah. out if the goal, the ball crossed the right. plane or not? You know, yes. that, that, it would apply. Or it would just, apply. Or it, but, just the, when you can't really see it. Yeah. And like sometimes they're in a scrum but and again, you can't really tell but, that's, but the chip would be able but to. That, but that still doesn't mean anything because we still don't know when he was down when the chip was. The Look, knee is man. a big bugaboo here for sure. So this idea, I, I just every time that gets brought up, this idea of a chip and a ball, we make it seem like the, the chip and the ball would solve everything. It wouldn't. It just adds another well, layer of confusion of when he's down. But it's but it's, it would still help. Would it? Yes. Of course. I think it would help very, very little. It's weird that they have a chip in the ball and nobody knows that. <laughs> yeah, everyone universally. Even like like the big national guys were like, what? There's a, really? there's a chip So in they the said ball. he got to the .6 yard line? Yes. Because of the chip in the ball? No, no, no. Just the, the chip in the ball showed how, how close Huntley got, yeah. which, was, which was more than half a yard They still. said .6 yard line. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't got. that close. Yeah, Either he was way, still more than half a yard away. Just put the ball down and freaking have Gus Edwards come and shove you from behind. And speaking of, of I was kind of saying that the, the Giants may have the worst receiving room in, in the NFL. Ravies? Uh, Ravens up there, yeah. I see, the ball, I see the Ravens. Outside of Mark Andrews, I, I don't – they even split out Mark Andrews a bunch because they just don't have anything else. Like They still they still should have won that game, man. Yeah. They had Cincinnati. Well, and, and Cincinnati, you know, they, they found a way to pull it off, and I but they lost another tackle. Yeah. They lost Williams, their other tackle. That Bills line keeps going up it, and it, up and up. Well, you've now, in three weeks, you've now lost three starting offensive linemen, including your three best offensive linemen and your two starting tackles. Yep. This isn't, and, and they can't run the ball at all uh, right now with, with this line. And Burrow is back running for his life. They ran the ball, uh, what, 18 times for 51 yards. That's less than three yards a carry. Cincinnati cannot win, and it's not their fault. They can't win with an offensive line like this. It's just well. It's, the good news is they're playing Josh Allen, who will probably give them five turnovers. So maybe they can. <laughs> it's just it's it's a tough task for 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 All Cincinnati right. at this point. It's a war of attrition, and and they're losing it with bodies. Cowboys, Bucks next. Oh, here's Buck. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Someone texted and said that chip that they use in the football is currently only used on punts out of bounds to tell where it crossed. Oh, that makes sense. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I've always wondered how they, f- like how the official figures that out. I always thought it was just kind of like a eyeballing it. Just eyeball it. <laughs> just <laughs> an eyeball. And, and well, some of those things are funky because like sometimes yeah. on those shanked punts, like the, the, he'll run up and you're like, oh my god, that's way worse than I than and I thought. And he's still running up there. Yeah, and you're like, oh my up. god. Well, I I think the officials are really good, generally speaking, at 
um, spotting the ball, right? It's amazing how I'm just talking about like on you know, after a run or something. Sure. It's amazing how often they get it pretty close, way closer than you would think they're, they'd be able to. Yeah. But that's another thing with the ball is if you can figure out where the knee is down on replay, the chip should tell you exactly where the ball, like exactly where the ball should be. Yeah, but then uh, again, you know? are, are you now going into okay at this second? Like, yeah, there's a lot. It's it's a lot more problematic than than just there's a chip in the ball and now someone on here on the text line saying put a chip in the thigh pad. Great because the thigh almost never goes down. And what part well, of the thigh pad? It's just not. I think the other thing is it's really not that big of a problem. It's not right. It's for the most part they get it between replay. Yeah, they get it right. They get it right. But it's but it's just the idea that you know you watch a sport like tennis and they've got all this technology that tells you exactly where the ball is and how close it was, right. and if it's in or out, and it's instant. And but, on the flip side, in this game, when their ball is on one side of the field, we have a couple old dudes running around with two sticks and a yeah, chain, sure. fifty three yeah, yards but, across. It just doesn't look like it's sophisticated, yeah, but, you know. At, at the same time, again, tennis, there's not twenty two bodies on yeah. on the field. Uh, and oh, it's, it's apples and oranges for sure. Yeah, and the the ball hitting the, like if, if you're talking about like a, a ball, you know, down at the goal line, yeah, but you're not talking about where the ball is at. You're talking about where the ball is at in regards to when it came out, when the knee was down, when a you know one knee equals you know two feet. There's just so much more that goes into it. We want to get a, a lot of fans. I understand that they, they want to bring like the NFL into this this world where everything is instantaneous and is is perfect and there's just you can't legislate that out of the game it's like trying to make the game not violent like you obviously we had the the situation with the the player being put on the spine board and what was it uh, gauge yeah right? what ended up happening with that guy uh they said that he's he's now in concussion protocol and they were concerned about a spinal injury but he had feeling in all his his hands and legs so you know hopefully fingers crossed you know he, he's going to be okay but it's like when that happens, then we have this thing of like, oh, well, the, you know, the, is the game safe? And well, no, it's not safe. You can try to make it safer, but you can't make the game safe. It's a really, really violent sport. I think when you look at the way the NFL is now between replays and challenges and all the HD cameras, I'd say 98 times out of 100, we get it right. And the times that they don't, it's usually because there's just not conclusive evidence because it is so close about like a hand being underneath the ball or did he control it all the way through the catch or... But yeah, it's fine the way it is. Yes. But, but it's not. It's also fine for people to say, oh, can, can it improve? And yes, of course it can. And yeah. how can it improve with technology? Maybe this way or that way. I mean, you can still improve it. It's yeah. not like... You have to turn down every technological advance just because you, you can't get it perfect. Yes. So um, on that note, by the way, uh, one other thing I thought, and then we'll get to Cowboys Bucks um, in our next segment. We'll wrap up the hour that way. But is there a new official on the sideline with the coaches now? Have you, did you notice that? So like the guy in the black jacket? Yeah. In the black hat. Did you notice that at all? Where the coach, it seemed like the coach was getting more real-time information uh, from the officials faster this past weekend and maybe it's just something i hadn't noticed in the regular season or whatever but it, there's a coach that's or i'm sorry a, an official that's on the sideline in a black jacket and it seems as if he, his whole job is to just answer questions of the head coach kind of explain because what's he's happening. on the headset huh i honestly you didn't I, I can't say that i noticed it i saw it a few times and that feels new huh I don't know. I'll, again, I can uh, I can work a, a one of them Google searches, but I I do not I, I don't have any info on that. Don't you host a sports show? I do. Aren't you a football guy? I Didn't am. you know that? I don't. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Got to be better. Um, all I'm right. I'm like the Dallas kicker. Cowboys, 
Bucks wraps up the hour next on the fan. Well, the coolest thing about the Bucks Cowboys game was uh, at the at the start of the game where they were panning around all these suites. Did you see that uh, who's who of uh, people in attendance at that game last night? I did not see the who's who, but I'm assuming it was probably pretty impressive. Well, they showed uh, John Daly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's up there. Then they pan over to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's always there. Is he? Yeah. In Tampa? He's a Tampa guy. When I played, well, I didn't play. When I stood on the sidelines for the Buccaneers, the Hulk was always the, Hulkster. the Hulk was always there. I saw someone point out that the Hulk has won a world title more recently than the Cowboys have. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom Cruise. Really? Yes. The great Tom Cruise. You didn't huh? see that? I did. I was like, holy crap, that's a trifecta. John Daly, Tom Cruise. Now, would you want to would you want to hang with that group? I don't think I would want to hang with any one of them. I'd Maybe like, Cruz. I'd like to hang with Tom Cruise. I wouldn't want to hang out with Hulk Hogan. Daly might have some stories. Yeah. He would, but he'd be exhausting. I'm I'm with you. I think Daly, like everyone's like, oh, I'll play around with Daly. I'll bet you by hold nine to you're, ten, yeah. you're ready to be done. And you want to shower all the smoke out of your hair. Probably. So I'm gonna go cruise and then everyone else like, nah. Like Hogan would come down every now and then and like he'd mill around the team and he seemed like and this was, you know, twenty plus years ago, he seemed like a giant douche back then. <laughs> Well, he's probably still a douche then. <laughs> probably still a douche. Did you see that stat they showed about the Bucks? They showed it, I think, on their first or second drive. They are the they this Bucks team this year was the worst since 1980 on third and ten or more. Yeah, which is interesting because you you have Tom Brady now. They're their worst rush, and I don't know if it ended this way, but I like through like 14 weeks it was the worst rushing offense in modern day NFL, and then I got a little better. But you would think that with Tom Brady and and some of their weapons that that wouldn't be the case of them not being able to convert third and tens. They were three of 59. Yeah, that's terrible. 5%. Like, what? Well, that's a low percentage play in the first place, but still. And yet, Tom Brady set the NFL record Tom for Brady. completions. Well, and that's the thing. He also set the the record for attempts. I mean, he threw the ball 66 times yeah. in this playoff game. That's not a recipe for success. <laughs> now, the Cowboys played great. you got to give them credit. Yeah. At the same time, this is kind of what you were saying, I think, last week. Yes. Is... I know exactly if, where you're going. If you put any other quarterback on Tampa, everybody's just like, oh, my God, this is the easiest game of the week. Dallas is going to kill them. Yes. Right? It, it was like, but no, the Dallas thing, nobody trusts them, and and rightly so. Like, they're not trustworthy. You saw how they played the week before. The Jekyll and Hyde Cowboys continue. But on the flip side, the thing that we did know, we didn't know how the Cowboys were going to play. The thing that we did know, and you, you did say this multiple times, Tampa is just not good. No. It's Tom Brady that is, you know, the name. And so you sort of in there at home. And so you're like, I don't know. And then Dallas is untrustworthy. So maybe they jump up and bite him. We've seen Tom Brady this year have games where, you know, like they're inexplicably, they're doing nothing on offense. And all of a sudden you give him the ball with three minutes left and he drives him down and they win. Yeah. But they are awful. Um, And Todd uh, Bowles, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Todd Bowles. He's. Why is he their coach? Isn't it his? It's, he's been a head coach before with the Jets, Jets right? Yeah. And he was bad there. Yeah, great defensive coordinator, and and well, he kind of got the job that when when Arian stepped down, they just kind of promoted him from within. It was the idea of don't rock the boat, and you will just bring it back, and it hasn't really worked. He but sucks. Objectively, they're not good at anything, and yet no. we're, we're there. Well, they, they had a good pass rush, right, or a good run yeah. defense. They were they're eight and nine. <laughs> Like they were a sub five hundred team, but we were acting because and, and it's this is Tom Brady. It's the lazy narrative, and, and I get that Tom Brady is really, really good, and he still is at forty five. And by the way, he's not done. I it wouldn't shock me if Miami tried their very best to make a run at him last year, and it kind of got to kaputted there. 
It wouldn't shock me if Miami didn't made another run at him. If Vegas made a run at him, I don't think San Francisco is going to. I think between Trey Lance and, and maybe even now Brock Purdy being the guy going forward, the Jets could be a landing spot for him. He's not done. Like, you, you don't give up your entire family to right. come back and play, like, one crap a year with yeah, the Buccaneers. Yeah, why would he be done now? He's already lost his wife. Exactly. Might as well go somewhere where he thinks he can win. He's he's going to take another crack at this. But this silly notion we have that he's some sort of Superman. He wasn't a Superman when he was in New England. Tom Brady is freaking awesome, but he is not a one-man wrecking crew. He is not a guy that is single-handedly going to lift a average to bad team on his back, especially at the age of 45. And so I just did not understand the narrative of Tampa Bay being some sort of scary team. They were not good all year long. Why does he wear that Nintendo Power Glove on his hand? Do you, have you, do you know that? <laughs> well, he wears it on his left. Well, it's a the to the white glove. Yeah, the white glove. It's, just, it, it's a grip thing, and then he's he's got the big wrist. Uh, the, but he's a place. righty. Yeah, but he, it's just for grip. Yes, so that's harder to strip the ball. Harder to strip the ball. Uh, Same reason that you know a running back would wear those, even if yeah. he's not you know. He just doesn't like to wear one on his throwing hand. If he does, a lot of guys. Besides, Kurt Warner and and Bridgewater both did the on the throwing hand, which yeah. I thought was really peculiar. Yeah, both of those guys, by the way, with the uh, small little mitts. If you've got small hands or in in bad weather, those new gloves they have are freaking amazing. The stick them on those like the the new age gloves are ridiculous, but a lot of guys don't like him because of the feel. But he does wear one on the offhand just for stability. I maybe he was the moving into Michael Jackson mode, and we need to start talking about his no molestation. But it it does look weird though. He does he mouth kissed his kid again. I saw that again again. What? Yeah, that, there, after the game. Yeah, there was mouth kissing going on. It was very weird. How old's the kid now? Uh, too 18? too too old to be mouth kissing, in my opinion. But hey, was Giselle there? Uh, I did not see Giselle. She wouldn't be there, would she? I wouldn't imagine. Well, His parents were there. Yeah. Oh, I did see. He's that. got a new lady, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure. And, he, well, yeah. And she, I, I ma- imagine it's not hard for Tom Brady to get ladies. And she looks, uh, she looks good. No way. But yeah, but when he wears the the power glove and then he has that big play calling wristband on, it does look like he's wearing some sort of strange apparatus on. And then he's got the yeah. big knee brace. He's looks, he's entered that age of his uh, of his weird. career, but he's not done. Well, he's forty five. He can keep playing. He can still play at a high level, but he will not. And he's done with Tampa, by the way. He ain't coming back to yeah, Tampa. I wouldn't go back there. No, he knows that that ship has has sailed. The question is, can you find a team that is actually ready to win and is one player away? I'm not certain if if some of those teams fit the bill. I think Miami. Again, that probably is well, the we'll logical one tomorrow. if they're done with Tua. I got that in the notes for tomorrow. We got we got a lot of hot quarterback and coach talk tomorrow, and the odds are out on Brady's next team as well. Um, so we'll get to that. Did Joe Buck really say that that was the first Cowboys road playoff win since 1993? I do think he said that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, well, I mean, we went through their playoff history since '96, which was the last year they were good. I think there's like what four playoff games, and I think there's two wins, and both of those were at home. Yeah, I, I was talking about with Joe Fisher earlier, and we went through it. Yeah, the 92-93 season, the last time they won a road playoff game. God, that's unbelievable. 30 years. The mighty, <laughs> yes, the mighty Cowboys. Yeah. They haven't been very, you're, you're forgetting the Quincy Carter years. That mighty Cowboy <laughs> thing. Oh, it's, man, remember that one when the NFL was going to go option football again? They, they went through. I have a philosophy on this. I, I'd like to run it by you. I'll put it in the notes for tomorrow Okay. on why the Cowboys just don't win. <laughs> why they don't win. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm I, it's it's you know how I'm we have by this. sometimes we have these we all have this where we watch sports and as men we think we're really smart and we think something and we have no idea if it's true but it's our philosophy yeah I have that about the Cowboys 
And I would like to. I'm, I'm here I for will it. present it to you tomorrow. I love these wild things. Yeah, the, the wild probably, accusations. Well, it's not an accusation. It, it probably means nothing. I'm trying to explain why they suck balls. Okay. And they really shouldn't. I mean, they're good. I mean, they played great against. Give them, give them credit. Dak balled out, man. Thank you. And they could go to the Super Bowl here. They they can beat San Francisco. Yes. Dude, if they play like that, the problem with them is they just don't often play like that. They they. It can be a. It can definitely really be, weird. It can be Jekyll and Hyde. And they still give the ball to Zeke Elliott, who gets ten inches every carry. Pollard is a better back. Oh my God! Why do they? Why do they continue to give <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott any sort of run? Because they're paying him a lot of money. He and, sucks. And Jerry Jones loves. Ezekiel Elliel. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get to that tomorrow. We'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, we got to move on to the club. Um, can you get away with murder and uh, Madonna news? 558 on the fan. Hey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 